0: Hello, my friends. I wanted to let you know that I listen. So you spoke, I listened. I asked in, uh, let's see, episode, gosh, I think it was episode 12, which was an interview, um, a great interview with Jenna and Erin of Heal at Home Moms. And I asked at the beginning of that podcast, what you guys would like to see more of. Would you like to see more uh, interviews? I know so many great people in the world of women's health. Or would you like to hear more chapters from my book, Lady Bits? Like I said, I, I asked this on the interview and I also asked it on Instagram. I got some great responses. Basically, you guys want to hear more interviews and I'm thrilled about that because while I still will be reading you know, more from my book here and there, I think that it is really nice to just kind of hear from other like minded individuals who bring different perspectives and different information that we can learn so much from. So I plan to be doing that. And also I might intersperse a few Q&A episodes in the mix as well, Uh, still trying to, you know, solicit your guys' questions, please do leave me a voice note with a question on anchor.fm. That information is in the show notes if you'd like to call in a quick one-minute question. I'll compile several questions once I get them, and we can do a Q&A show as well. So lots of good stuff to come on this show. I love that it's kind of evolving, shifting, and changing. And like I said, I'm not going to stop reading my book. I, I will continue to read and revise my book, Lady Bits, as we go. But if you're wanting to kind of dive in and really, really just finish up my book, then I recommend actually probably heading over to Amazon and grabbing a copy for yourself because it might take me a while to get through it since I will be bringing in some really awesome interviews. Today is no exception. We are talking to Dr. Anna Kabeka about the myths of the keto diet and also intermittent fasting for women, and also sharing about her new book, Keto Green 16. So in this episode, we are going to cover, or Anna is going to cover, how to mobilize your own fat stores and shift your fuel source. She's also gonna tell us what she means by energized enlightenment. I think we could all use a little bit of that. We're gonna talk about keto dirty versus keto clean, how to maintain metabolic flexibility, how her plan even has a vegan option, yes, and also why this might be helpful for female hormone balance and even essential in Dr. Anna's opinion. So please listen and enjoy this really awesome interview. I love Dr. Kabecka. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that we talk about and also previous interviews that I've done with Dr. Kabecka. I've been uh, privileged to know her for several years now. So enjoy this podcast. I can't wait for you to learn more about Keto Green 16 and all that Anna has to Share. With Dr. Anna Kabeka, and she has been on my YouTube channel. I have been on her podcast. I've had the honor of being on Couch Talk with her a couple of times, actually. So uh, I feel like we're old, old friends by now, and I just absolutely love your work, Dr. Kabeka. And today we're going to be talking about the Keto Green Diet for Healthy Hormones. Because I think pretty much everyone um, who watches my YouTube channel and listens to my podcast is kind of wondering about that. So we're going to talk about some common perceptions about the keto diet and how we can eat for healthy hormones no matter what diet we're choosing. Does that sound Sound good to you today, Anna? It's my favorite topic,
1: Brianna, and anything that you want to talk about, I'm here to talk about with you Uh, because we always get into
0: some side tangents, so I'm excited. I know, me too. And you know, instead of taking the time to go too in-depth into your bio, I'm just going to tell folks that, first of all, Anna's amazing, and she actually recently won an innovator a MindShare Innovator of the Year award—that was pretty amazing. What was that all about? Can you tell me for,
1: that? Yeah, for creating Jova, you know, an innovative solution for women that were none existed. So, wow. it's uh, it's definitely been a popular topic and well received, and um, and just really just creating solutions for women where none existed, so that we are empowered. You know, we are empowered beyond, um, you know, beyond what we expect. I think one of my big uh, concerns is how many of us have given our way our power of our own body to others to physicians to insurance companies to pharmaceutical companies to media versus taking listening to what is truth for us what is real for us and um, you know really discerning what works and what doesn't work
0: Oh, I love that. Absolutely. And I will say that your products, they are innovative. Your whole, I want to get into the topic, but I briefly want to just say that I love how your products, your Jalva cream, which I recommend to so many women, um, which helps tone the tissues and can help with uh, vaginal dryness. I have a whole interview with you about that on my YouTube channel, but also even just with connective tissue health in that, in the vulvar area. A lot of women with incontinence issues and prolapse issues say that it's helped relieve their symptoms. So that's really innovative and something that people are not really addressing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I love that. And
1: thank you. And it's so critically important. And it really stems from my years as a gynecologist and trying to find innovative solutions for me and my patients as well. Because like what what's available is not necessarily satisfactory not necessarily for the long haul so a little bit that we can do regularly for the long haul is critical and as you and i know like the most valuable piece of real estate on our body i'm telling you clitoris to anus okay maybe the mind maybe you know whatever clitoris to anus that is quality of life determining stuff you know incontinence puts us in nursing homes right? And rectal incontinence, fissures, hemorrhoids. I mean, it just like shuts us down in so many ways and not to mention pain, discomfort, embarrassment. So I think these are, this is a critical, it's definitely critical area. So most important real estate of our bodies.
0: Yes, it is. I I love that. We're
1: biased. We're (laughs) biased, but that's Okay. (laughs)
0: today i want to talk about again getting into the keto green diet this is something i'm really interested in myself i absolutely love your book the hormone fix and as you can see it's been dog eared and it's got bookmarks and you speak to the keto green diet in this book but you have actually you're you're releasing a new book as well and it's specifically about the keto green diet is that correct
1: yes yeah that's keto green 16. It's out May fifth, and Kindle audible and and anywhere books, anywhere books are sold. So you can get it pretty much anywhere keto green 16. So it's a, a bit of a spinoff from the hormone fix. And the hormone fix is definitely a comprehensive book. And, um, you know, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And one step is not just like we we put so much emphasis on diet. So with the Keto Green 16 is a 16 day diet with 16 hour intermittent fasting. And I work through these nuances and the beautiful number 16, right? It's such a great number. But I also I work through that it's not just about what we eat, it's how we live that affects us. And so teasing that into um, a really effective plan that we can take into our work workplaces, into our clubs, into our, you know, book clubs, into our Bible studies, into our home groups, and we can do this as a community. So I've written it so that we can do it on our own or do it as a, as a group. And
0: so that's a fun, fun Oh, thing. that's so exciting. I actually didn't realize that the 16 had to do with intermittent fasting, which is a very personally interesting topic. So I have two perceptions that I'd like to... Uh, maybe bust about keto and I also want to ask you about intermittent fasting and kind of with the overall idea of just why is this a healthy for hormones diet so that's the overall kind of topic I want to talk about today but the first perception that I'd like to kind of potentially bust or maybe it's a myth is that when you're doing a keto diet you can only eat fat is that true
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So beyond like the keto concept is the bacon and butter, right? And that just gives you the image of this very high fat, very low quality, really, source of energy. Now it definitely is a source of energy, but it's not the best. We really need healthy fat and fats are so critical. All our hormones are derived from fat. So we need the precursor to our hormones. And that is cholesterol, we need healthy fat. And they're good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, you know, uh, a whole range of, of, topics there. But when we need cholesterol to produce progesterone, pregnenolone, so we need healthy fats. And me, you know, I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 50s with a soon to be 12 year old. So it is like you got to keep yourself healthy but those of us that are in this age range really know the low fat movement of the 80s 90s i mean really busted our hormones and i think we're still kind of recuperating from that and so so many of us are afraid of fat so i really dispel that fear and improve healthy fats but it's fat protein and fiber so the fiber being the greens and when we have healthy fat and fiber specifically not to mention good quality clean sources of protein we are reduce our cravings, we know, you know, we have improved willpower, we have clearer energy, and then we're also shift, which is really critical, Brianna, if I didn't go through it, If I didn't experience this myself, I wouldn't know this. But our brain, as our hormones shift, as we enter this perimenopause—I'm saying 35 to 55—this period of neuroendocrine vulnerability, where we get all those gynecologic complaints like the irregular periods, the breakthrough bleeding, the you know—and but we also get the neuroendocrine complaints: the anxiety, the moodiness, the irritability, the difficulty sleeping, you know, and these symptoms end up when you go to your doctor, you end up on Prozac, sleeping pills, and, you know, eventually, because of bladder stim, etc, our anticholinergics, each and every one of those medications increase our risk of Alzheimer's and dementia exponentially. Oh. So we have to recognize the medication, we are medicating, creating increased consequences and never getting to the root of the problem. The root of the problem, and this is what, you know, I didn't know going through my own and being a menopause and hormone expert, right, until I hit age 48, my second menopause. So I talk about that more in, in this book, Green 16. But when I hit the second menopause, you know, had the brain fog, the cloudy thinking was really irritable. When I was raising teenagers and a young, young child in elementary school, I actually had three kids in three different schools, one in elementary, one in middle, and one in high school. And, you know, and I just, I was losing it, so to speak. And I didn't like who I was becoming or how I was, I was reacting and not responding. And so it is a fuel source. So we think, okay, progesterone, estrogen, DHEA, testosterone, yeah, they're all very important. But what happens is as our hormones decline, especially progesterone and estrogen, that our body's ability to use glucose for fuel in the brain, which is its preferential source, it's quick, you know, quick and available, and we can always use it that decreases because the body's ability to use glucose for fuel in the brain is a estrogen dependent process. So gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen dependent process. And if we don't have the progesterone, which is dropping from age 35 on, Mm -hmm. right? If we don't have that precursor hormone to estrogen and we're stressed out, which is gonna deplete our estrogen because we're making cortisol, Then our brains are actually starving and we're eating and then we're craving the quick sources We're craving more and more glucose, right? And yet our metabolism is shifting from changes in other hormones at the same time So it is the perfect storm. So that brain fog, that sleeplessness, that anxiety, that poor Mm decision-making That poor decision-making all of that is, is coming because we have, you know, our physiology shifts that wise woman time of our life that we should be emerging into comes from extended, you know, comes from those times of extended periods of fasting, extending periods of, um, you know, we're we're deferring the glucose, we're eating the necessary long lasting energy from fats and proteins. So those are really critical shifts. So glucose is to gasoline. If we think of how we use fuel in the brain, think of glucose to gasoline, but ketones are comparable to jet fuel for the brain. So when we start using ketones from the breaking down of fat for fuel, because glucose isn't available, right? So we got to eliminate glucose, especially in this perimenopause, postmenopause time period, we eliminate the available glucose, we stay with that low carbohydrate. And, um, and shift to using ketones for fuel from the food we're eating and from our own body's fat stores, like I want to use all my fat stores as much as possible, right. And so that creates this brain clarity, and I called it energized enlightenment, we get this increased clarity, this increased insight, this increased wisdom. And as I experienced that, not only did I drop like the extra weight that had been piling on without doing anything different. I mean, that's such an important point. I'm um, uh, you know, the patients would come into me all the time in this perimenopausal stage and say, Dr. Anna, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds, and I'm not doing anything different, right? But in fact, like, you know, I was like, oh, surely you're doing something different. You're driving through an extra meal. You're more sedentary, blah, 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 right? Then it happened to me, and legitimately, I was not doing anything different. Now, I understand that now, and I write about that in, in both the Hormone Fix and Keto Green Sixteen. But that's a critical time period that we as women need to recognize so that it's a physiologic change. So what we just have to do is shift our fuel source. We have to shift our fuel source and manage our stress. And then we experience this clarity. You know, we drop the extra weight. We experience this clarity, this energized enlightenment, and we can make better decisions for ourselves and our families and the relationships that we love. For me, it was going from a time of really terrible relationships with two of my teenage daughters, um, near bankruptcy from, you know, hurricanes and divorce and all this stuff to like reinventing myself, recreating myself, and also making good decisions for my family, my business. And, um, and for everyone that I love so that I'm now in the best relationships I have I've been able to write two books in two years and you know my business of course thank you is is just doing really really well serving many many hundreds of thousands of
0: women around the world so wow oh this is so good this is so juicy and basically I think you in that addressed the second perception so I'm- To recap, um, the first perception or myth was that you can only eat fat with a keto diet, but you said, no, we're going for that beautiful trifecta that I always talk about as well of protein, healthy fats, and fiber. I think the difference from what I usually talk about, and I think the more the non-keto approach is I was speaking more about fiber from fruits and vegetables, but also from like gluten-free grains or things like that. Um, but that would be that would be out in the keto diet, correct?
1: That would be out with the keto green approach because we want those low carbohydrate grains, think kale, collards, beet greens, all your cruciferous vegetables, because those are important for healthy estrogen detoxification. And so in keto green 16, I really emphasize 16 food groups too, like 16 um, key food ingredients to make the menus easy to make the choices easy, but your low carbohydrate greens and you know the healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, nuts, and seeds. So those are okay. But great in my keto green, there's no dairy, there's no gluten, there's no grains because I do have a 16 day vegan plan now. Oh, okay. Also in keto green 16, so there there are some there are definitely some grains in that. Um, beans, legumes, really, in that plan. So we I did incorporate that for the protein sourcing. And it makes a difference. But the key with the carbohydrate intake that we're getting has to come from these law, you know, low carbohydrate greens.
0: Interesting. That's, that's wonderful. I I figured that's what it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I think, within that explanation there, you really address the second myth or perception, which is that keto diets can't be good for women they they they're problematic for female hormones but it sounds to me tell me if i'm summing this up right that like you said we're just simply shifting our fuel source to kind of work with what we need to do anyway as we get older
1: yes absolutely and i think i would say it's essential and there's keto dirty and there's keto clean which is keto green okay there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way because we need the minerals and we need to test not gas right we need to check our urine ph because that also is not just a measure of our nutrient status; it's a measure of our stress level. So urine pH tells us a lot of cool stuff, and uh, and it's definitely. I would say, I would argue that it is essential for women perimenopausal and beyond, and intermittent, like we do, feasting and fasting. <laughs> so.
0: So they really?
1: maintain that metabolic flexibility.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then is there certain periods of time when you could say have a plate of gluten-free pasta? Like, is that, is that what you mean? You kind of cycle in and out of this keto green approach? Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you know, having a day like where you're having your sweet potatoes and your squashes and your pea soups. I mean, all these great wow. things, you know, I mean, chocolate's part of my plan. Okay. So <laughs> it had to be, be I will not <laughs> refuse. <laughs> I'm with
0: you. I'm with you, Brie. That's so true. (laughs) Okay, that's really great. So those are my main two myths here is that you can only eat fat and that it's not good for women. But let me um, just pop in about the intermittent fasting, which I've also heard is something that may not be so good for women. Tell me a little bit about intermittent fasting. It's something that I really struggled with. I really felt resistance to it. And when I finally tried it, I felt amazing. <laughs> so, I, I'd like to hear uh, more about this.
1: I'll tell you a couple reasons why, too. And again, I would say it's essential. The research alone in JAMA in 2017, a July article um, published how intermittent, if women had at least 13 hours between dinner and breakfast, they had a significantly reduced risk of recurrent breast cancer. So we know that for, you know, breast health and breast prevention, I would just extrapolate to for cancer, decrease your risk of cancer, intermittent fasting is absolutely necessary, especially if we've dealt with breast cancer, any type of autoimmune disease, we need the time to rest and digest. I want to really make this point by saying everyone listening has at some point been told to get fasting lab work, right? You told, okay, 12 hours after you eat. Um, We'll check your we'll get your labs, right? And so uh, so they go in fasting lab just with water in the morning to get that baseline. And the reason 12 hours because it takes at least 12 hours to get that blood glucose down to baseline. 12 hours, not four, not six. 12 hours to really get some baseline levels and so i find that that's like that's really fascinating to me and like we've known that for as physicians i've always said okay yeah 12 hours after you let's get your labs why because cholesterol because this because that but but really why because that's giving us and i would argue that it's probably more like 13 13, 14. And something I monitor regularly is my blood sugar. And I you look at certain times, you know, how insulin resistant. The more insulin resistant we are, the longer it's going to take to get to that um, fasting, that really uh, good baseline level. And that's critical. That's where we're hitting this, you know, critical shifts in our lives. Now, where I found most women do really well with intermittent fasting, but if we break fast by 10 a.m., if we break fast, like I I think it's 1pm now and I'm breaking fast with a, a keto green smoothie because I have my, I have our team, I've hired a trainer to come to my office twice a week and everyone at my, every team member participates in exercise from 12 to one. So breaking my fast after, after the workout instead of before. So So that's been a fun thing. So a little shift there. But again, metabolic flexibility is good. But I find for cognitive health, for hormone production, that if we're eating earlier, eating like by 6, 7 p.m., that's critical. Eat dinner earlier and break fast at, you know, 10 a.m., that really works well for women. And again, we build up to it. Start with, you know, if we finish at 7, break fast at 7, that's 12 hours. Then work to 13 hours. Then work to 14 hours. Work to 15 hours. And um, and then for this 16 days, let's do it for 16 hours plus the other tidbits and modifications that we do in the in the plan.
0: That really will make a big difference. Okay. I do have to ask about coffee. It's my, my last big question for you. <laughs> so... With uh, coffee, when you're breaking... I think we have the
1: same addictions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do enjoy my chocolate, my moon chocolate that I make. It's homemade and it's very low sugar and it's delightful. Um, But I think it would potentially work on the keto green plan. But uh, my coffee, I do a blend of this adaptogenic herbal brew called Rasa, as well as a little bit of my husband's regular coffee. But I do like to have a splash of non-dairy creamer in it, etc., that's going to break my fast, isn't it?
1: That's going to break your fast. The yeah. non-dairy creamer is really going to break your fast. Yeah, coffee, just black coffee, you you're fine. But recognize what it does for you, because um, as since I've been monitoring and I talk about this in the book, twenty-four hour monitoring with something called a Freestyle Libre, you know, a blood sugar monitor that goes in your arm. I can actually show you, and who's watching? But um, you know, it is just this little device. that lasts for two weeks. And you just scan your smart reader um, from your phone. The um, This is on an Android. It's on the front for a, um, and wow. you can see what your blood sugar is. So that is 89 right now. Uh, Post workout, a little bump with workout. You can see the little bump with the workout, but sometimes it's uh, a lot higher bump with the workout. So that's interesting to see how that shifts. But with coffee in the morning, when I drink my black coffee in the morning, I first, uh, that's one of the things I first noticed my blood sugar would go up 20 to 30 points. And I connected the dots because you know, in my magic menopause program that we have going on, I had a challenge with a woman who could not stop her coffee. I'm like, I'm going to stop it, you stop it. I'm like, it's hard for me. I've fasted from coffee, but we'll do it together. And that week, I lost four pounds. So if caffeine is stressing your adrenals, then you, you know, we need to, Recognize that, you know, no matter what, that's affecting our body adversely. And so it's something to look at. If we're hitting that weight loss resistance, and I'm like, okay, I need to go caffeine free again for a while, I think. But um, especially in times of stress, that kind of builds up. And then we're bumping up our blood sugar, even though we're fasting, we're not providing any calories, nutrients, fat, anything like that. Now, you can, with your black coffee, add like MCT oil or coconut oil to, um, add in some creaminess to it, blend that up, or ghee, like some purified butter. And that's again, it's all fat and coffee. So technically, you're you know, you may not see a peak in blood sugar and also will contribute to ketosis versus Mm -hmm. inhibit ketosis and help with willpower. It will help because those fats are satiating and, you know, help stave off hunger. So there's a couple ways to do that in, you know, in kind of substituting out your non-dairy creamer. But again, there's like, you know, you ebb and flow like, okay, well, you know, sometimes you fast from it, and sometimes you include it. So, treating yourself to things you love when you're healthy and doing great—that's perfect.
0: Yeah, you know, I love that really feminine system you have here. It is sort of—it's a very feminine, flowing system. Where it's not—I mean, it is. There's definitely guidelines and rules, if you will. I have air quotes going right now, but it sounds like there's also some flexibility and freedom within it, which I really appreciate.
1: Well, and that you know, deciding what works for me, what doesn't work for me, what's serving my body, what's not serving my body, right. And I think this is where as women, we're very intuitive. So again, reclaiming our power over what we know is helping us or hurting
0: us. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it at that. I want I'm I'm very excited to try the keto green 16. Is there is there anything you'd like to leave folks with about how I don't know the diet? Plan or the keto plan or anything, anything that you well, like.
1: Yeah, I definitely would say like no matter what you've tried or what plan you've tried or, or you know how many diets you failed on, I encourage you to try Keto Green 16. And we have a beautiful Keto Green community that will support you through the program. And I'll be doing some live calls as well. So definitely uh, join me. You know, come to my website at dranna.com and check check that out and check out the book and the resources that we're providing as bonuses with the book. But also, you know, don't give up on yourself. And I'm really excited to see the progress and the results that that we get with Keto Green 16.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll put some links to uh, all the information people would need in the notes. So definitely check that out. And thank you so much, Anna, for your time and for just these amazing Products and books that you put out into the world. I think it's really really helpful stuff for women Thank you very likewise. I love right. you. Love you too. Bye Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes. And then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brianne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.